0: Hi, guys. Welcome back to a different life story. My show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is another beautiful day uh, for an interview, a beautiful day to live your life to the fullest. And today, my guest is showing you that you can turn the lives around, that with the right help, you not only Survive, but you thrive. I always say I've gone through hell and back, and I've got the scars to prove it. Um, I've also got the haircuts to prove it. Obviously, in hell, it all gets burned off. yeah Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> Brian Wall, my guest today, here is exactly. See, we share the same. We've style. seen the fire. Exactly. Hell, we've seen the abyss and it's tinged. Well, it's tinged off a lot of things with me, including the beard. You kept your beard. Okay, I give you this one. So, (laughs) So Brian Wall here on my show and I'm so grateful that you're here. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, oh Brian! It is. Uh, we have already been joking a little bit here before the show, and and obviously you just want to keep going with with the with, yeah. with the joking around, and the, the, the listeners and the viewers think, "What the fuck? What 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 are, they, what are these two on?" <laughs> and the reality is, um, we both have come from a place where we have been in active addiction, and changes you once you 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 turn around and once you metamorph once you you change you transform into this new being and once that being starts to grow suddenly there's this new person and these new people that that are created out of pain and shame and guilt are people who love life to their fullest and that was all immediately what struck me with you, Brian. Um, so it is, it's beautiful, but this is not where our story started, isn't it? Um, no. It's we are today, we are these, these balls of energy, yet in the past, you were probably a very different man. Start with when you were young. I mean, you didn't wake up one day and say, you know what, I wanna become an addict yeah I want to be absolutely hammer blasted, and I will try <laughs> absolutely everything that someone gives to me just in order to change my feelings,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: When you were young, what did you want to be? Who do you want to be?
1: Yeah. so I wanted to be a doctor, an orthopedic surgeon because i um when I was approximately gosh, how old was I? um probably around ten, if I remember correctly, I, st- we were reciting the house that we lived in. Uh, it was oak siding and they were coming up with this new innovative stuff. Yeah, you know, we wanted to get new siding. So mom and dad got the new siding and took off all the old and it was all oak um, siding, uh, like legit wood when houses were built with real wood. <laughs> and we had a pile of it in the back, uh, the backyard. And I was climbing on there to go grab some uh, spare wood for my dad. And we had a little woodwork, woodworking shop and and he, he did all these little trinkets and stained little ducks and stuff and gave him away his gifts. And so he asked me to go get a spare piece of wood. And and I went to retrieve that from the pile and I stepped on a nail and it went up through my right foot and <sighs> chipped my bone. And I got osteomyelitis and pseudomonas and, um, was it, you know, gangrene almost lost my, my right leg. We had to fly a, a Filipino doctor in to, um, really save the day after five surgeries and a couple of months in the hospital, we're oh, able damn. to, um, Stop the infection and mm-hmm. save my leg. I uh, still don't have any feeling in the, my, the bottom of my right foot to this day and, and scars to prove all that. But um, that led to me really being uh, inspired to, to go into orthopedics. And so when I started college, I was pre med and really wanted to go into med school. And um, that's when my addiction took over or was introduced and we began dating, so to speak.
0: yep yeah um what what particular poison did you prefer
1: i was um i've always been a stimulants guy the you know any anybody with stimulants typically end up with alcohol at the end of the night because you you eventually want to Get some sleep or you run out of money and you don't have any money for it. stimulants and alcohol is cheaper. So hey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, stimulants. I was always drawn toward cocaine. I've tried about everything there is. Mm. Um, anything I forgot that I've tried probably is the because of the effects it had on my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But stimulants always uh-huh. um really did it for me. You know, everyone has that that fall in love moment. And mm. the first time I did cocaine, it was that was it for me
0: huh, interesting um, was cocaine easily available so there was a college that was uh, was that going around as a stimulus to in order to learn more or was it specifically to to have a good time
1: it was initially introduced to me at a party by uh, my girlfriend at the time actually actually a friend of my girlfriend's mm-hmm. and it was um I swam in college under scholarship so I hung out with the swim team and mm-hmm. Uh, I look back and realize that we spent so much time training and in the pool twice a day, every day, mm. six days a week. Uh, if we weren't in the pool, we were in the in the in the uh, the gym working out. so uh, I, I I look back and think maybe it was driven a bit by the fact that when we had time off, we wanted to hurry up and have a good time. Mm, we got to get back in the pool. Right. So mm. it was it was hit the ground running always, no matter where we were at. If we're in the pool, go fast. If we're outside the pool, do whatever you're doing, do it quick, right? Mm. Go to class, get it done, get back so we can drink. And and so um I, I think that's part of what uh was in the introduction, um, as far as what kept me going was that sense of control that i, I uh, naively felt was of me, but mm. it was um it was falsely created, of course, by uh, cocaine.
0: See, for me, the alcohol did actually exactly the same thing. Um, I would work 12, 16 hours uh, as a doctor and would be bone tired. Give me half a bottle of wine, maybe a bottle of wine. Bing! I get a second wind. Cool, let's go out there. Let's do... And not go out there to party. Well, party was when I was 20. But no, it Mm -hmm. was, okay, let's clean up the garage. Let's (laughs) chop some wood. (laughs) But it's 2 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. A, you're pissed. B, Oh God! With hindsight, I wonder why I still have got ten fingers and and yeah. and no no major scars from from sharp instruments that I would yeah. be wielding to not very clever extent. <laughs> so it is. We want that, okay? We yeah. are, we are basically you want to be yeah out there, yeah. And that's that's that. You 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 always strive for that that dopamine hit that mm-hmm. way out there that I feel scared yeah and it's so beautiful and you want to stay there yeah you don't realize certainly not as a young man that as much as you expand yourself there is a there is the kind of rubber momentum that seeks that brings you back to a neutral where you can actually recharge etc no i always wanted to be out there Always, yeah. always, always, always. Yep. And that's where I use the alcohol. So I'm not surprised to hear you talking about the cocaine really as something like, like a bit of a friend, like a bit yeah. of a yay, it was it gave you what you needed.
1: Yeah, and on the back day. end on the back end when uh really, you know, once you become a husband and a father, well, mm. you- it's ideal for you to have some sort of concept of finances that tends to help with building a family. Right. So it got, it got to the point where I realized I can't keep spending all this money on cocaine and um, crack at one point, you know, I can't, I can't continue to do that. It's just not sustainable. And um, so I, that's when I, I gravitated toward um, alcohol and I began to realize that alcohol did the same thing for me. So if um, at the end of the night, in excess would put me to sleep. During the day, if I drank uh, you know, while I was going to work or or just functioning normally, so I, so I thought uh, it, it gave me some energy, and it was almost like uh, a a, tr- a post traumatic type situation where um, the brain, you know, a lot of times with folks with PTSD have these. Um, they, the, the experience that created the trauma becomes a bit of a norm for them. And so when Mm -hmm. life is normal, they revert back to some old behaviors to recreate some of that stimulation mentally to, to help them feel normal, you know, for, uh, ADHD, a lot of the low blood flow in the front part of the brain, uh, you know, ADHD, ADD, uh, clients will, or, or individuals or a lot of times um, seek out some sort of excitement by doing things that are maybe not rational or don't make much sense or um, just pushing buttons with their parents. You know, my daughter does it. And I realize it has a lot to do with blood flow and experiences and and not, not being comfortable with um, I, I want to say normal, I hate that word, but you know day to day, it got to the point where I was going to work and just going to work and doing what I was doing bored the nonsense out of me. I mean, it just bored me to no end. Right. So implementing that alcohol Mm. created some sort of excitement for me because now I've got to, you know, I've got to go about my day and do it, uh, appearing as though I'm normal, but internally there's a party going on. And, and, Mm. and so it, um, and that, that's not, that's not sustainable long-term either. And so um, mm. it didn't take long before it took me down and I'm, I'm grateful for the day it happened, I really am. Mm. It was the beginning of the next chapter of my life that um, is who I am today, so.
0: Was it a day or was it um, a series of events that slid you down that slope?
1: Good question. I think it was a series of events. Um, you having your own experiences, you you know as well as I do, it's a process and so, mm. I say that one day because it was the one day I finally got caught and someone actually did something about it. Right. So <laughs> right. there was, there was a number of times that, yeah. that things popped up or something happened and, and my behavior was questionable or whatever, but I've always been kind of this charismatic guy and people like me and they have this connection with me. And I really used that gift. And I, I do believe mm. it's a gift. I used it for evil, not good. Mm. And so I would find ways to talk myself out of those situations and and continue to allow me to feed into that addiction, and it was this this particular day that um, just so grateful for the people that were in place in my life, supervisors and otherwise, at the time that just said, "No, we're going to look into this." And I am so grateful that they did because it got me on the right path.
0: Isn't it? That's beautiful. It's awesome. Did you? How old were you at that time?
1: I was, this was back in 2017, so, yeah. um, or 2018, 2018, yeah. cool. early 2018, so almost three years ago. And yeah. yeah, it just, it, it almost was a, um, a, uh, What do you you're a doctor? What do you call these things? You know the 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 shocks? (laughs) It was
0: uh... defibrillation is the word. But jumpstart. Jumpstart. Well, you've jumpstarted your life, isn't it? You actually and no wrong. You resuscitated your life. Let's call it what it is. Because you were well, I was committing suicide in installments. Um, and I was empty and hollow and yeah. guilt and shame and negative emotions and anger. Oh, the amount of yeah. resentment I had about everyone and everything. Um, and yeah, uh, the the question was, was, I somehow contributing to all these things? Yes. No, 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 no. Me, I'm innocent, <laughs> innocent completely. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> having said that, the problem, of course, is there are other people who are jerks there are other people who are bastards there are institutions that bully you there are mm-hmm. all these things out there so whilst we as as sort of of uh, of addicts in sobriety whilst we tend to say oh no 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 it's all my fault etc i think the pendulum sometimes needs to swing a bit more back in the middle uh this this oh it's all my fault well, nah, there are a yeah, lot of nasty yeah. people out there. So, but having said that, you actually you found yourself on a slow, slippery slope. Um, may I ask your your relationship with your wife at that time? So um was she equally um engaged in, in, in using or was she actually against you using? Were there frictions no, in she- your relationship? <clears throat>
1: She has some trauma in her past and she struggles with, uh, with anxiety as well. And, and also has a, a brain injury from a really bad car accident um, a number of years back. And, and so she was uh, fueling a lot of her dysfunction with alcohol as well. And we used um, other substances together as well. And, and so we, yeah, it was, it was a collision type situation. Um, it really was me being uh, a leader in my family uh, with all the wrong motivations. They were all selfish motivations. I was leading as it related to getting what I wanted, what my needs were at the time. And they were not healthy needs, obviously. And, Mm -hmm. and that was beginning to affect my, um, my, my being a father and a good husband and a professional and a friend and a son across the spectrum, you know? So, um, again, that, that day, the, everything came to a head and, uh, spearheaded me, Um, heading an opposite direction, really um, resuscitating my life, as you put it, which I would completely agree. That was the moment that we both realized how far in the hole we were and how much change was, um, was necessary. And so now she's, she's in recovery with me and we are um, we're, man, I'm telling you, we're a team to be reckoned with. (laughs) We don't play. Oh. We do not play. We're serious about loving each other. We're serious about loving our girls and we're serious about loyalty and taking good care of the people that are in our, in our tribe and um, enjoy doing it every day. It, it's a blast. It's, it's something that I, I, I wish I hadn't missed for as long as I did. I I, I used and was in active addiction for probably a good 25 years and oh. Um, but then again, I wonder if I would appreciate it as much if I hadn't gone through what I, I did. So I trust that that my God is um, planning things out as as needed, and the balance in the end will be be there, and it'll glorify what needs to be glorified. So um, I have a lot of peace in that.
0: It is beautiful, uh, and it is it is exactly that realization that brings the humility into us addicts in recovery because we have been there we have seen the darkness and now to live a life that is so full of light makes it sometimes a mixture of cheesy corny and you think nah life can't be like that i mean i wrote my book my steps to sobriety there behind me um when i wrote my book and i gave it to some people um someone from aa uh gave it to his friend and the friend said now what a shit this is he's so full of full of life that can't be real you can't be like that this is (laughs) this is awful awful and obviously he was the guy who read it must have been a white knuckler now mm-hmm. i do not drink and i don't miss it a bit i do not miss it a bit <laughs> but if i don't go to the meeting tonight i don't know what will happen um you know these kind of people so
1: i know a- exactly what you're talking about
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it, that is the hard thing the, once you truly hand on heart have dealt with the shit in your life and continue to deal with it, continue to deal with the trauma, continue to deal with the challenges that life inevitably throws you.
1: Yeah.
0: Then this energy can come out and then there will be great times like that. Yeah. And
1: I've, I've, I found, Stefan that in situations like that, and I've been there, you've been there. You, you just described, you you just did a character caricature a, a bit of this white knuckle guy, and you did it very well. I think it was spot on, right? <laughs> so, I've I've been in those positions before, and and I've learned that it all comes back to me, man. I mean, that's that's really where the root is, and so. I've learned to, in those situations when I have whatever feeling I have about a certain situation or an individual, to stop and think, like, why am I so angry about this book? What is it about <laughs> Stefan that bothers me? <laughs> like, that's got to be rooted in me. Like, what's unresolved in me that I need to look at, you know? And that's really, that's a big piece of recovery. Just calling it what it is, mm. holding yourself accountable and and addressing head on what needs to be looked at.
0: And that's a beautiful thing in in my recovery because I learned a hell of a lot about myself in four weeks in inpatient rehab and that changed my world forever Mm -hmm. for me my wife equally was affected by addiction by heavy drinking but actually three years before me she found Jesus and she with her religion and with her church she actually dealt with uh, her drinking and she was no longer drinking mm-hmm. um i i always thought she was a little bit of a white knuckler but she was already she was far further down the line as I was when i went into rehab
1: mm-hmm.
0: but then of course in rehab you learn so much yeah. so suddenly it was like like an arrow be, being really shot far ahead so here I was now coming back as the new me after four weeks. And uh, I thought, wow, they will put rose petals at my feet, etc. <laughs> and it's going to be beautiful. And I came home and no one seemed to give a damn. Now, they gave a damn, of course, but they they had heard it all before. Yeah. Oh, I will stop drinking. It's all good. It's all fine. <laughs> and, and, you know, how do you know that an addict is lying? Well, his lips are moving. Yeah. um so therefore my my family was probably quite cagey and and it took me to make living amends to actually live the life that I said I would yeah, which then became such a beautiful thing
1: yeah
0: the integrity and the integrity being defined as doing the right thing when no yeah. one is watching yeah. And that was so beautiful. And that still puts a smile on my face to, yeah. actually to do that.
1: Uh, we were talking a little bit, we were talking about a, little, a little bit about uh, the opposite of addiction is connection. And and that's what, that's one thing I love about the the 12 step uh, program. And I'm not, I'm not an all AA guy, you know, I'm, I'm individually, what is it going to take to get you where you want to go? 12 step may be a part of that for you. But one thing about the 12 step process I like is that, that um the, the steps that force you back to connection, right. And, and, because they, I think that um, it's always been known that when you come out of your addiction and you're you're moving in a more positive direction in this new chapter in your life, you know, they're going to be naysayers. There's going to be skeptics. So mm. forcing that addict, that individual, that person that, that's in addiction, in recovery, forcing them back to have that conversation individually with, with those people to um, resolve concerns, skepticism, mm. etc., is so important because you get that moment of sitting down and saying, Hey, look, this is where I'm at. This is where I want to go. I know you don't believe me. Like Mm. where are you at and how can I help you join my journey? And, Mm. and then that reconnects, it builds the support network Mm. and fuels everything that you had in mind, as far as that passion moving forward. Mm.
0: No, it's beautiful. And it is what a beautiful journey, um, but certainly a strange journey. I mean, here you were uh, both probably a bit codependent, your wife and you yourself, and suddenly, <clears throat> suddenly, kaboom. Uh, now you get a realization it is time to stop. How did your wife initially react to that?
1: Um, she was skeptical at first. I voluntarily entered a um, health recovery program for professionals. So as long as I do what was, I did what was asked, then my license as a counselor would not be affected. Um, in fact, you can't find anywhere that these, these incidents ever happened, you know, because I voluntarily embraced the process and it mm. was it was worth it beyond, above mm-hmm. and beyond. Mm-hmm. But when I started that process, she was skeptical as well. Wondering, do I have what it takes to just stop? And I realized the connection between my license, my livelihood, and giving my girls and her um, what they deserve. Mm. I knew that that could be a real big curveball in my life uh, moving forward if I didn't hang on to my license. And so I Mm. I recognized the value of embracing um, the treatment process and all that it entailed. Uh, mm. so that I could make sure that the future was going to be what I wanted it to be. And so after initially, probably first, um, oh, I don't know, probably the first year or so, she kind of continued to drink. Uh, her her use decreased drastically after I stopped, uh, because it just, it wasn't probably any fun anymore, because I wasn't using or mm. drinking with it, right? Mm. And and the environment just didn't really support it, because I was going a different direction. and And it wasn't, probably, uh, after about a year in, she came to me and she was like, you know what, this is, I just see, she was very upfront about like, wow, just see who you are and who you've become and where you're going. And I want to go with you. And I don't want to be a hindrance. I want to be a support. I want to be encouragement. Oh, I want to be the fuel to your fire. And so, um, you're going to bring tears to my eyes, man. Uh... and so she jumped on board and we have been, as I, I mentioned, man, a force to be reckoned with. I just, I can't, I can't, uh... I, I couldn't possibly love her more. She's an amazing woman and has been, she's been my rock. And on some days, I just wanted to quit, you know, just amazing, amazing woman.
0: <laughs> is. And, and a big shout out to the amazing partners in our lives. Uh, and it is just, wow, uh, exactly. But for her to, uh, to see the change and the same here, I'm, I'm so pleased that you say that it is uh, my wife changed herself and yeah. the way i was i was implementing techniques and and skills i learned in 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 rehab into yeah. my daily life uh sometimes it gave it gave cause for concern for her because she said, you know, that would have been the odd moment where she said, don't you psychologize me. Uh, and it's that kind of, 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 don't you, uh, you know, it was that the kind of,
1: your client. that's all ideas,
0: <laughs> right? she, stuff like that. And having said that nowadays we struggle to have a row and it was beautiful yesterday. We, we delivered some, some uh, furniture and stuff to someone and this was a bit of a traumatic kind of a thing—emptying storage units, stuff like that—and and of course, initially, the first maybe five sentences was like Row! and then came back Row! and then uh, and we looked at each other and we should, mm. and suddenly we both clicked and switched, and it was clear—it was traumatic for her to be in that storage unit, to be triggered with memories. It was, I was a bit tired, we had built a big pergola the day before, to now actually think, God, I'm now driving three hours to sort something out. We both not in our best game. And it took us, look, look, so what is that? A minute, two minutes? And then we made a little joke about it and kissed each other. And got on with it and had a ball of a time nice. for the rest of the day and had an adventure together and had these kind of things together but it is it is that kind of thing fast backward mm. maybe even 10 years 15 years oh it would have been the third world war Yeah, that's we, we would have completely shredded ourselves oh, and totally maybe first of all we wouldn't have done the journey we would have gone home into separate areas and would right. have drunken, and then oh fuck it would have been just oh, awful man.
1: i cannot tell you how many times my wife and i have had the same experiences in fact just the other night we had a similar experience i, I don't even remember what it was about because it was so quick it was a, a blink in time compared to what it was like you say reverse backwards um but we had a disagreement about something and uh we've gotten to the point where we'll ask each other hey i really need to talk to you about something are you receptive right now Oh, nice. you know, and, and we're honest with each other. Like, no, I've had a long day and I can't do it right now. Can we talk about tomorrow morning? Yeah, sure. So there was something I had said that was out of line and uh, my wife had confronted me on it essentially. And was like, you know, that was really hurtful and, mm. and shared with me really where she was at and why it was hurtful and what she expected and why it upset her that she didn't get what she needed and how disappointing that was, you know, and we talked it through laying in bed before we're going to sleep. And the next morning, um, she gave me this big hug and was almost in tears and was just like, I can't tell you how much it means to feel so safe with you and to be able to just talk and to share honestly where I'm at. And mm-hmm. I know we would not be able to do that if we were still using and drinking. And um, it's just amazing how far we've come and where we're at. And we trust each other. We're loyal to each other. Mm-hmm. We're safe with each other. Um, and, and we're, we're receptive receptive to hear each other's hearts in, in the hardest of times. And mm. um, there's you, man, if I could take that and bottle it, I'd be a billionaire.
0: <laughs> I, that's just absolutely, absolutely. That's bigger
1: than life. It's yeah. bigger than life. And if that's not what you want in life, I'm not sure what direction to go. I mean, that it's just, <laughs> it's amazing. I don't, makes- amazing doesn't even do it any justice. Mm. You know, it's just, wow.
0: wow. 100%, 100%. And, and it is, that's where I'm so grateful for the journey that yeah. I am on. And I was choking yesterday on the drive. I was choking to her with her and said, look how far we have come. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it towards the next 40 years. Amen. Yeah. Because if we keep progressing, there is, where are we heading together? And my wife still can't take a compliment. She was still looking for something negative in there. Mm-hmm. And she said, what do you really want to say? And I said, I love you to bits. And she looks at me and said, why don't you say that and I said come on I'm doing the most philosophical kind of gorgeous thing here to you romantic ass and she yes. was so on a different planet
1: <laughs> but
0: it's so sometimes you can still uh, struggle to talk the same language but yeah. I think the core value underneath there the core belief is so gorgeous and we yeah. just then again looked at each other laughed at each other because of this little miscommunication
1: yeah. and it
0: just shows connection is so important and we need to keep working on it until we have sorted it out.
1: Absolutely, and you know it's it, it's interesting. You said uh, uh, about uh, not taking a, a compliment. I've really struggled with that a bit in my life, and I think yeah. um, because most of my life, I'm I'll be forty six later on this month, and so twenty five years of my life was spent really selfishly living life the way I wanted to live it. And um, of course, younger years is different, but we're selfish as kids too, right? So largely being selfish and going after what I wanted and manipulating others to get what I wanted when I wanted it right now, right? That was in the act of addiction. And and so in that time, I created this reality of, I'm not honest with people all the time. I manipulate people to get what I want. So when folks would give me a compliment I didn't trust that. I didn't believe that, that there was any genuineness in, in in that. And And I've come to realize that with my wife, for instance, if she gives me a compliment and I don't receive that or I downplay it, it really is me saying, I don't trust that what you're saying is genuine, which is an insult to her and not fair, because she loves me and she's loyal to me and she cares about me genuinely. So now... Whenever she shares something with me as a compliment, I remind myself, this is coming from somebody that's got your back. This is the real deal. Don't even, don't even, Brian. Don't question that. That's an insult, and it's disrespectful to the relationship. Hmm. That's really been helpful for me.
0: Interesting thought. Very interesting thought for those people out there uh, who struggle with compliments. Although it puts maybe a bit of a negative uh, aspect to it. You may very well be true in some cases. And, uh the I'm I need to explore that actually. I think I need to actually bloody well sit down with my wife yeah. and actually have an honest discussion about that. Yeah. And and then again, we are talking about communication and connection here. So here we are with still something that could be improved yeah. in our relationship. So why not sit down? And actually Absolutely. deal with it and yeah. rule out maybe future misunderstandings. Yeah. How cool would that be? Yeah. And I guess right. that's well, that's 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 what recovery is all about, and that's what, what our new lives are all about. You're basically going out there and living this new life, and suddenly you realize, well, hang on, there is something that needs addressing. Yeah. And you're no longer shying away from it. You're no longer numbing yeah. yourself but you're actually going out there and addressing it. And that and it, that, that is where you lay the stones to that you get better and better.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like with, with the compliments, I, I started realizing that the words, you're focusing on the words, Brian, okay? So the words, that compliment comes back, you're repelling it because you don't believe the words to be true. Hmm. But if you would focus on where the words are coming from, it would help you with processing the truth behind them because those words are coming from your wife who is one of the most loyal people to you in your life the most genuine mm. most straightforward you can trust her kind of people mm. in your circle in your tribe you know so if it's coming from that person and you still can't stand firm in those words mm. that's about you man and that's something you got to look inside and say brian You know, why are you lacking this confidence? Why are you lacking in this area? That's a a me thing. That's not a her thing, Mm. you know? That that was really big for me.
0: And here you are in your mid-40s addressing that now, but go back. The same situation affects virtually everyone when they're teenagers, when they're young adults. The, the insecurity the, the the searching for who am I mm-hmm. the trying to define yourself the massive change from child to young woman or young man right. the sometimes the confusion about sexuality all these kind of things damn it it is it is uh, it is what we have gone through and, and this confusion to the power of 10.
1: Yeah, because
0: yeah. There's, their frontal lobes are gone on holiday to Fiji, and it will <laughs> it will take probably a few years before they come back. So everything right. works on the reptilian brain. <laughs> Bloody hell! How could you possibly, possibly bring that kind of of realization to a young person? Yeah, I mean, how would you go about that if you if you could if you could go back to your younger self? what would you tell your younger self?
1: That's a great question. Um, you know, the first thing that pops in my mind is it's all going to work out. Um, sometimes I'm, I'm real, I believe in the concept. I, I used to take Hapkido. It's a martial art mm-hmm. and it it um, it's based on the flow, right? Mm-hmm. Go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Resistance is what creates dysfunction. It creates problems. It creates... Mm-hmm. Um, um addition, further resistance, really. So um going with the flow. And if you are finding resistance or dysfunction in your life, it's because there's something that's not flowing, right? So um I, I think probably I would lean heavier on the flow and finding the flow, you know. Um yeah, for me, for me now it's it's about finding that flow. And if something is resistant to that even slightly i've gotten really good at recognizing that pretty quick Mm. and and i'm out
0: out of interest when did you start up keto
1: oh man i took it i took it only for a short period and it was probably back in the early 2000s but i really um I now look back and I I love martial arts. I've taken uh, Krav Maga as well. Love the whole concept of just martial arts in general. But um, the uh, concept of of street smart kind of with Krav Maga really uh, was was drawn to that. And then with Hapkido, just the concept of flow, the (laughs) spiritual concept of it's really a lifestyle. And (laughs) that really spoke to me. So I went in to take Hapkido and I got there and wasn't nearly as interested in the martial art as I was the concept. So, so I took it for a short time, but then kind of studied the concept after that and really applied a lot of um, a lot of the, the the pillars in my own life. So pretty cool. <laughs> I don't want I'm, your belt or your gi, just give me your book. I'll, I'll read the book. I like that stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, no, it's so amazing because here I am. For you, it was Hapkido and Krav Maga um, of all the... At the, well going one step back trauma uh i was on the receiving end of, of gang violence and uh within and i was 13 14 when i was there so uh, within a month, uh, my face had just started to heal. I was standing in on in a dojo in Germany and was training with police and law enforcement uh, guys uh, in jiu-jitsu. And the German jiu-jitsu was a, a system that they created by looking at judo, aikido, and karate. Took yeah. the best techniques from everything, combined it together into a system that could be used to subdue a drunk teenager or kill someone on the battlefield, whatever is right. required. So the system allowed or everything. But yeah. there was the flow, as you say, the Aikido uh component of it uh, was always something there. And we had actually quite a bit of the 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 the, the, the mental martial art training was part of that. But later in my life, I migrated more to ninjuts, to graph because I realized that. If you're in the middle of a confrontation and it comes to violence, anything longer than five seconds is bullshit. Yeah. So you need to to deal with a with violence. You need to deal you have to fight fire with fire, and yeah. you have to be yeah. stronger, and you know you have to you have to know how to, to hurt someone. Yeah. and so so what intrigues me is that we have got both the similar, similar attractions the similar path mm-hmm. and that we both have used uh martial arts at a time when we were both addicted and mm-hmm. when we are both actually searching for something when we yeah. were both actually were there and obviously we were we were searching we were looking you were you were doing the hapkido, you you liked it and yeah. Uh, this, the yearning was there deep inside of us. We we didn't realize it, but we were looking for that better person for that yeah, better, yeah. the improvement. And then of course the addiction has got its own ideas about that. And then yeah, David <laughs> it goes. Just,
1: it's amazing how you're, you're right on track. I was looking for that flow in my life. Hmm. I was looking for that balance. And so I was searching for it in all these different elements, addiction being one of them and half keto was a cleaner, pure route to get what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, I was trying to venture out of, of the path, off the path that I was on that I knew wasn't going to work for me long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I, I gained from, um, martial arts in general was just the, the, the difference between reacting and responding, you know, reacting, not so reliable, responding, that's wise, right? Cause that's based in some knowledge, some wisdom learned, right? So in the moment when we would, um, when we would grapple and stuff in, in, um, in practice uh, uh, with, with whatever form I was, you know, practicing martial arts, mm-hmm. um, I, I had numerous instructors push that concept on me. Like you're reacting, stop reacting. Reacting means I'm going to overpower this person. Huh. Responding is I'm going to, figure out what his motive is what's his next move. And I'm going to ah. outthink him. I'm going to be around the corner before he knows he's making a turn. And that's how <laughs> I'm going to overcome him. Right. And so it, it really put me in a place to, um, analyze more, more critically exactly what's going on in my life and yeah. finding a way that I could outthink the situation rather than overpower it, because that takes a lot of energy and it takes you out of the flow, which is not, um, it's not efficient, uh, an efficient mm. use of energy. Mm.
0: It's fascinating
1: and stuff,
0: isn't it? Exactly. Is. We're going quite philosophical here, but the bottom line is it is, uh, it is reflective of us as addicts. We look, we all want a lack of pain, we all yeah. want happiness, we all want that. Uh, yet, many of us have never learned that, or if they have learned it early on, they've forgotten about it because yeah. trauma and, and other things became stronger. And then the, the choice between a quick fix with alcohol or cocaine, et cetera, compared with having to do 90 minutes of work on in a dojo to get half of the dopamine that you can right. get with a quick snort of something. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> and that was exactly where I ended. I, I, I sometimes wonder, here yeah, I was training really, really, really hard. Mm. And I mean, four hours a day in, in, in martial arts. And then fast forward three, four years, and suddenly I got interested more into the girls and there was cheap alcohol university and the realization that the guy that I put in jail who swore to kill me well mm-hmm. he will never bloody find me the numbnut was was God whatever his life would be he would never come to me so it was a mixture of all these things and I suddenly took the the foot of the gas pedal as far as my training and my my focus went and partially that was good because yeah. I was I was I was having PTSD without knowing I had PTSD the constant hypervigilance, the constant,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. that
0: was me. Um, it suited me well later on as a doctor, the hypervigilance, because I was very good in emergencies. I was very good because I was switched on. And yeah. I liked that. But at the same token, that constantly being switched on, of course, needed to be switched off. At some stage, you can't run with that right. adrenaline all day long. So, sure. therefore, how do you switch off? Oh, alcohol. And suddenly, yeah. ah, suddenly your shoulders yeah. relax and you show, you know, the tension goes out of you. And that was again, so with that, with the PTSD and, and this hypervigilance, I was a sitting duck then for the alcohol to yeah. calm, calm me down. So, here we are now down the line. Um, do you still train? Do you still? Uh, are you Are you thinking about restarting?
1: I would love to. Ideally, uh, I have always been an athlete all my life, and and it's always been a big part of, of my self care. Uh, working out, whatever that that may, whatever form that comes in. Right now, I'm really big into CrossFit, mm. and so um, really, enjo- uh, really enjoy really enjoy doing that and try to do it on on some level even if it's 30 minutes um mm. every day try to get some sort of quick workout in to just get really on <laughs> honestly it's like a lot of people are uh, really into uh, working out and it's really healthy and brain health and body and all that i do it sometimes just to get me off my phone right <laughs> <laughs> because get, i'm on my phone all the time with linkedin and, and all that i'm doing and and saying so, and planning to move down to florida and stuff so um it's really a great break in my day to just get off my phone and just focus on me and, and kind of, it helps to kind of sort through all that's been going on in the day and processing, um, unfinished business in my mind. And so, um, I really enjoy that.
0: Oh, brilliant. And that's, that's again, what you're doing is you're taking action. You're, you're actually taking active steps to, to fulfill the needs of your body. So you're listening to your body to uh, yeah. start off with, and then actually say, hmm, okay, I hear what you need. So why don't <laughs> we actually get on with it and actually make a break and exactly. look after yourself. And that is that is ah such a beautiful thing if you actually do that. Right. Yeah. No, well, well done. There's so much. I mean, we could talk for hours, Brian, and, and I'm <laughs> honored, honored to have you on my show. But I guess mean, the question arises, what will the new Brian be? Because we are on our path. We are constantly changing. We are constantly morphing into a new version, hopefully a better mm-hmm. version of ourselves. So I'm intrigued where where do you see yourself in one year time <laughs> yeah but, so what would you like to be who would you like to be when you grow up
1: yeah right <laughs> <laughs> um honestly who i'd like to be when i grow up is who i am today man mm. i've i've been through a lot i've come a long way and i think um i think i get it i really do mm. and and one thing that i i pride myself on is if if my path crosses with yours you're going to be blessed I can guarantee it. It's just how I'm wired. It's who I am. It's what I'm about. It's what gets me up in the morning. And so I love feeding into other people's journeys. You know, I told you before we got on air that, uh, you know, whenever I have podcasts or I have connections on LinkedIn or whatever, or conversations on the phone, I'm always thinking, what can I do to be a blessing to this guy or this gal's uh, journey? And so um, it's just who I am. And I want to continue to do that. I think that with my own experiences in, in mental health and addiction, and then now being a licensed, um, specialist in the field of of mental health and addiction, I've been on both sides of the fence and and in my, um, on my uh, LinkedIn profile, the headline is, is solving mental health and addiction dilemmas and bridging the gap between clinical, uh, operations and, and uh, clinical practices and business operations. And I think there is a mass amount of value in that. And, I have literally gone through what I've gone through for this exact time to bring it all together and bless our industry in ways that I can't even quite put together yet, mm-hmm. but I get the, I get the value. I understand the benefit. I understand the process that needs to happen. And I, I, I know where that can potentially take um, myself, my clients and organization. And so moving down to Florida in the midst of a pandemic, with all my experiences coming together right now, bridging that gap could not possibly come with better timing Mm -hmm. with mental health rates and addiction rates rising uh, daily with all that we're going through as a, as a planet. I am so excited about what the next chapter brings for our move to Florida and the organization, whoever that may be that I end up um, um, planning my roots with and, and all the experiences that I have. It's just, I am I'm getting welled up just talking about it right now. I'm so excited, man. And, and, and the timing, there's just things that happen sometimes in life. You just, you just feel it. Like you just, the vibe is there. You can feel it in the room. The timing Mm. is right. And this is one of those moments. So, Mm. um, I'm excited for, for where, where the journey takes me and and the paths that are yet Mm. to be crossed. It's exciting.
0: (laughs) Oh, Oh, it's wonderful. It's crazy. No. No, it is. it is. uh, Oh, God. And then, guys, you hear it here first um, with Brian. This is not the last time that I've got him on my show. There I've got already two, three other ideas where I will collaborate with him. And it's going to be an exciting journey because it is this man is going places. Okay, he is he is a a force to be reckoned with in, in all the right ways because it's this energy that allows us to to plant the seed in other people we can show by living a a life we do literally live sobriety uh, how beautiful that can be and i think that is the key thing we show that the past does not equal the future Mm -hmm. Uh, you can change and with the right help you can expect to recover yeah. Now, that is something that addicts often not believe. and But I would say there is probably an 80 90% chance with the right input and with your willingness out there, regardless what you have done, where you are at in your addiction, I think there is a very fair chance to get right. And for that, guys, you need a team of people who know what the hell they are talking about. Yeah. And yeah. that is so important. And there are people like Brian out there. There are, there are people around you who have gone for a similar. Journeys as you, as far as the drama is concerned, and you yeah. would never know because we we also we we also are ashamed. Uh, we, no one speaks out. No one no one is open about their struggles. You you have this beautiful Facebook uh, persona and, <laughs> and social media okay. persona where everything is is hunky dory and it's everything. I'm just right. <laughs> Fuck off. It's Fuck all buttoned off. up. I know. Oh, just <laughs> honestly, be be honest. Uh, yeah look in the mirror and say, you <clears throat> stupid boy, let's get you, come on, let's pull the socks up and let's actually yeah, talk to your family physician, talk to your GP yeah. and yeah. actually say, hey doc, man, I I think I'm, um, I wonder if the two bottles of vodka a day might not just be a little bit too much, right. or <laughs> as Robin Williams put it, $50,000 for snacks hmm, we wow. have got a problem, the right. cocaine, and right. just wants to wipe the white powder off your numb nose. So yeah. no, <laughs> guys, it is seek the help. Please go out there. There is, especially now, whilst there is pandemic and whilst there is so much shit going on, yeah. also people are more, more on Zoom, which therefore means you do not have an excuse Yes. not to link up with someone. And if you want to be... be uh anonymous if you don't want to know anyone to know what you're up to. Well if you're in oh, the United States, go to the, go, go to yeah, the UK. Yeah. Go to an AA meeting in the UK. Yeah. Or wherever you want. No one will know you there. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So. And you know, it's uh as you well know, um Stefan, I'm really active on, on LinkedIn. And that's one of I've got a, a trilogy series on Monday, Wednesday, Friday that I, I try to bring awareness to um, mental health. Uh, general wellness and addiction it's a hashtag be real with brian and that is really my go my passion is having real conversations about stuff we need to talk about because i do believe in bringing awareness to promote that normality to a certain extent so it's more comfortable to talk about because i think that's where the growth comes from when we can actually bring the conversation in the room and it not just be a concept on a piece of paper in a boardroom meeting
0: exactly right so yeah. here you go you could do far far worse than actually link in with with bride to start yeah. off number one what number two happened? is my steps to sobriety you know, just just grab the book and have a have a look through. Now, by the time that this uh, uh, video airs, uh, this interview airs, we will have released the new version of Steps to Sobriety. So we have just uh, have overhauled the book and cool. it's being republished. So it's going to be exciting times. Uh, and please go out there. This is this this the book is a is part my journey but far more important it it i break it down into manageable steps translate the 12 steps from a a system from the 30s with god driven etc to more a failed business nowadays mm-hmm. and how you would go about it if you were a mate of someone you're both in the same business and his is failing yours is booming yeah, and he w- he comes to you and says, "Hey, man, can you give me a hand?" And I run you through a twelve-step program to to see how you naturally would help your friend. That's exactly how people will help you if yeah. you're in active addiction. That's what a twelve-step program, what a twelve-step program is about. Yeah, and then my book covers so much more because the second part of the book is all dealing with the challenges and and inviting you to come up with your own action plans or adapt my action plans uh, if you want to, with regards to dealing with those things that will hit you like a broadside. Mm -hmm. You will have depression. At one stage in your life, it's one in free yeah. chance. You will have anxiety attacks. You will have financial difficulties. You will have toxic uh, relationships at work. How do you deal with someone if your boss is a real asshole? You know, how do you deal with that? So, Etc. There's so right. many challenges out there. Let's look at them. Let's yeah. let's develop standard operating procedures uh, that you know. Okay, if I meet an a psychopath well, how do I deal with that? How do I recognize it, etc.? If right. I hit hard times, well, what do I do? Right. Why not think about it? Why not yeah. deal with it and, and arm yourself? So yeah. guys, there's so much you can do right now. You're not powerless. You're not helpless. It feels like it. it yes, you feel hopeless, but no, no, no. There is. Let Look at us two nuts here, yeah. two bald guys <laughs> who, you know, you wouldn't have given a dollar at the height of our addiction because you yep. would have looked at them what thought, "Oh, what a loser!" <laughs> right. And here we are, trying to to change the world because yeah. we have we have seen,
1: we've seen the light. Uh, and if and if and if after all that you just shared, if you're still in a place where you're thinking, "Well, I don't know where to go," guess what? Brian and Stefan are offering ourselves to, to you, you know, we're throwing ourselves at you. And if you don't know where to begin, Mm -hmm. reach out to Stefan or or Mm -hmm. myself. And we absolutely, we've been on that journey. We've seen it. We've done it. We'll walk you right through it. If you're in a place where you're ready to invest. Indeed. Indeed. Not money. I mean time. And you know, love for yourself. That's what what, He said invest. That means money. Wait, no. What, no, money? no, 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 Not no, no, no. no, no. Money. Just love. We got nothing
0: to Give us a call. No, that's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Brian, thank you so much for being on my show. You're an yeah. amazing guy. And it is, it is time that we connect and that we all share and start working together. And with that... This world really needs it it's deep in the shit at the moment so if we can actually just look around and, and yeah. live live a life with honesty integrity humility and therefore like you showing your wife wow this is really cool what he does i want to be part of that that's yeah. exactly it maybe we can do that with more people
1: yeah and absolutely
0: wouldn't that be nice so hey Brian, awesome. thank you so much for coming onto my show. I really appreciate your time and your effort and your passion.
1: Yeah, thanks to you as well. I appreciate you having me. It's been a blessing getting connected with you and just crossing paths, Stefan. Okay. You're, um, you are uh, about as genuine as they come, honestly. I just the vibe in the room, we were talking <laughs> about it. that earlier as yeah. well. And, cool. um, I really appreciate Absolutely. you, man. Thank thank
0: with you joining you very, very much, and you guys out there live your life. You live your life, change your life, make that one little step right now when you switch off that interview, think what one little thing can I do right now to turn my life around or make myself feel good. And with that, I don't mean shooting up, drinking or anything like that. No. So just do one, one step, one little decision. Okay. Look after yourself, guys. Bye.